0: I honestly thought it was going to be a little while before I did another one of these, so this is part four.
1: What's up, my lovely people? Welcome back to our series exploring my deepest reflections to pick your brain. Thank you for coming back and to those who are new, welcome. Oh, and you're not special, in case you forgot. I will include a trigger warning for this video in case anyone is struggling with eating disorders because while I do think it's important to look back on my previous behaviors and learn from them, I also believe that if it isn't right for your recovery at this point in time, you shouldn't be exposed to it. Also, apologies for some of the audio in this video. The recording was taken during a windy day on a walk, so there may be some disturbances, but I'll try to sift them out as best as I can. Uh, today is a long one, so sit back, relax, and listen to the syntax, courtesy of Mia.
0: I'm on a walk, as as you can probably tell from me being out of breath. But I binge today. And I'm, like, I'm trying to figure out why I can't control myself. And I don't want to go on another fat diet that just wrecks my metabolism even further or causes me to gain more weight or any of that. Because I'm really, I really want to do this, you know? And I look at my life sum trackers like I've been counting my calories. So, I was watching a video and she was talking about how you basically I have to eat the same thing every day. I mean, you don't have to, but that's a technique. Um, and, you know, I think that is a pretty legitimate thing, you know.
1: It was at this point that I rambled on about some videos I watched explaining that you should eat the same thing every day and that losing weight is something easy if your body gets accustomed to the amount of calories you're giving it and all that jazz. I cut it out because of the horrible audio quality, but the bottom line was I was completely missing the point of weight loss. I've gone over before how I wanted weight loss to be something easy, how I wanted to lose weight not for myself but for others around me. I wanted people to view me as skinny, as attractive, and honestly, I wanted people to be just, like, mesmerized when they walk into the room. Honestly, it's weird to think about that now because I I feel like I hardly think about what others think of me, but it was true. It was true at the time. I wanted to be an example of the perfect person, perfect body, perfect hair, perfect life like I saw in a lot of other girls. At this point, I viewed my weight loss goals as a constant bar being lifted higher and higher until it was completely out of my reach. At first, my goal was to do a pull-up, and by this time, it had been lifted so high that I couldn't even see it anymore. I was beaten down time and time again after not being able to stick to one routine and wasn't really exercising all that much and eating huge amounts of food out of habit and maybe out of guilt. I didn't even realize that the girls that I was idolizing They were never perfect. (laughs) Their lives were not perfect. They had problems. They had skin issues. They didn't have the perfect bodies. I just thought that if I had something like that to look up to, maybe it would motivate me to become someone that I wasn't. I debated even leaving this part in because hearing the word binge makes me so upset. (laughs) I was there and I know what it's like to have the uncontrollable urge to just eat everything in sight because you're mad at yourself or you're disappointed or just whatever you might be feeling. I drowned myself in food. It was legitimately like a drug and I didn't see it at the time but this relationship was what brought me down along with everything else going on in my life. There are tons of kids with eating disorders that don't want to admit it or maybe haven't even truly realized that they do and if you feel like you're struggling I urge you to talk to someone or even reach out and we can talk through some stuff I wish I had someone in my life that I could talk to that actually got it, and I never really reached out because I felt like the whole solo journey was where I was at, uh, and I felt ashamed. I didn't know that it was okay to feel bad sometimes. So you're not a failure for wanting more out of life and feeling like you're not getting it right away. You start to fail when you start to give up, and I knew that I wasn't going to give up.
0: I still think during the day I'm not eating enough in fact I know I'm not eating enough because I felt the urge to binge today because I wasn't satiated enough I think because I'm such a perfectionist and I don't know I just I want to do this really bad and I know I've said that before but the months
1: to change. I still have
0: over like approximately four months until I have to see people again.
1: In the next minute and a half I would go on to talk about how I should try to limit artificial sugars during vacation and only eat fruit and stuff my face with watermelon to keep me feeling full even though that's technically not how that works but again I was feeling really bad at this point. I felt like I was failing at the one thing I set out to do and Because I set a time limit on this process, it made it even more imperative that I glow up in the next few months as opposed to just doing it sustainably. There is healthy and unhealthy restriction. When you feel challenged, when you feel motivated to keep going and working towards a goal, you can call that more healthy restriction. I've been having that dilemma recently where I feel like everything in life is just too easy. You know, That's not to say that I'm doing things that aren't hard for others or were once hard for me. That's just saying that the boundary for how difficult the tasks are have moved up and I have to try to match that difficulty by upping the intensity of whatever I'm doing. For example, I'm training for a marathon right now and that's completely unrelated to weight loss, just wanted to do it for myself as something I can have in my toolbox, as something I can say that I've done (laughs) and I started training with this newfound love for running and really enjoyed pushing myself mile after mile after mile and now it's slowed down a bit. And I struggled to figure out why for a long time until I realized that, oh wait, the speed I was running at before was hard for me, and now it's not. That's why I don't get the same kick out of putting on my shoes and stepping outside to jog. I needed to up the intensity. But then in comes the unhealthy restriction where you constantly feel like you're never in the right place, but you keep going on anyways. You don't have any flexibility. You don't have any breaks or times where you can relax. You just keep on chugging at whatever task you have set at hand. And the most important distinction is that you don't have a consistent plan, and you don't have guidance. I never had a consistent plan for weight loss, so I was always disappointed. But it was because the plan wasn't formed around healthy restriction, it was formed around the notion that I could lose weight fast and be perfect in a matter of a week, and that's all I had to set my mind on. Newsflash, that did not work.
0: I'm going to change my mindset.
1: I will
0: have a good schedule, I will have a good exercise regimen, I will have a good relationship with food, and I will form those habits in the next four months. And by the fourth month, I will be that much closer to being content. And I just need to keep saying that because that is the truth.
1: I'm going to change my mindset. Huh. Easier said than done. Anyone who's gone through a complete 180 mental shift can tell you that it didn't happen overnight and it didn't happen because of other people or ultimately what goals they had. It was because of them. They wanted to change. They made the decision to change. They wanted to see their plans come to fruition, so they had to make the choices that reflected that. I thought that if I repeated affirmations to myself, I could make myself believe those things, and in a way that did happen, but it's not like everyone tells you online. You can't just repeat words to yourself expecting to change without doing something else to change those habits. The definition of insanity is literally doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the same results, and that's exactly what I was doing. No wonder I was so out of it. Unless I made the decision to actually form those habits, I wouldn't even start to get close to my goals. I kept saying on those recordings that I wanted to be content with my body, but that doesn't mean loving my body for what it was. It meant being the perfect shape and size, and until then, my body wasn't worth anything. My voice wasn't loud enough, nothing was good until my body was good, which honestly made me value this journey even more. My voice was loud enough, but I was just yelling in the wrong direction. I was facing away from the people that wanted to listen. The people in my life who genuinely cared about me would hear me talking about how much I hated how I looked and be so sad. I talked to a friend recently and they told me that they were so glad that I was in a better place and that they could see it. They could see the glow that I had in my life. And again, my internal growth reflected on the outside and it wasn't going to get better until I saw that.
0: I'm strong and independent and... Lately I've been noticing a lot more of hey you're kind of good at things <laughs> And I don't normally laugh at myself like that but it's like I can really I can really feel it. You know? I right now I have a good relationship with exercise as a whole with the whole walking. Are like killing me unless I physically like cannot do it, which is basically never because I don't really walk to the point of discomfort a lot of the time.
1: I'm going to pause it here really quickly because I finally learned that iPhone headphones have a microphone on them and grab that. (laughs) So you might want to turn down your volume just a tad. Uh, for this next part of the recording. I think
0: just keeping this up is a good thing. Just every day, just doing something active and pushing myself to the limits of, hey, I can do this, and I'm going to feel good after. Because, in fairness, I feel good after is done. Like the walk signifies an end to my day, which I find very satisfying.
1: Yeah, these walks were a game changer for me. It was the first time that I had actually had a solid routine with something. It was the first time that I actually had something I liked doing and wanted to do all the time and it forced me to move my body, but it was actually enjoyable for me. And for months at a time, I would walk every day, get at least 10,000 steps a day, just go, go, go. And I truly liked it. Like It was definitely the first step towards loving exercise and pushing my body. This is the portion of the podcast where I urge you to go on a walk right now. Put on your tennis shoes, just walk around your neighborhood or at a park or listen to podcasts and music and or maybe, you know, just go without. It's one thing to listen to podcasts, but if you pair it with being outside in nature, it's a whole different feeling. You know, every day I would notice things that weren't there before. I would notice how green the world was or how much I loved certain areas of my neighborhood and learn to adore how the sun set on the trees in the park. And, you know, those are small things, but it taught me to appreciate them. And while it didn't cure me all the way, it was a great way to relieve stress. Talk to people, just feel good in general. And
0: then I have my eating, which is a whole other story. Because... The thing is, I think I'm different from a lot of cases that I've heard about and like read about because I know what I'm supposed to do, but I just can't. And actually, that's not the right word. I just won't. There's something permitting me from doing it. Prohibiting me, I mean, sorry. Prohibiting me from doing it. And I think it's just a lack of willpower. I think I spend so much time on other things that by the end of the day, I'm completely spent on making decisions. Which, honestly, I've been wanting to try this waking up at 6am kind of thing for a little while. Because... Honestly, when I wake up earlier, I feel a lot more productive, and I get a lot more done. But there's a phenomenon, and I don't know what it's called, but it's the fact that as we every day we only have a limited amount of willpower. And as the day progresses, we have less and less of that to make thoughtful decisions on so I'm wondering if to kick off kind of me having healthy habits if just starting earlier and stopping eating earlier would help and I mean starting to eat at 8 and then stopping eating at 4 Because, honestly, I only binge late at night when I have the least amount of willpower.
1: So it makes sense that that might work for me. You know what I mean? This is the time where I say, Valkyrie, you're not special. I wasn't that different from a lot of people going through a weight loss phase in my life. And I think I knew that deep down. I was trying to find excuses for why I was the way I was instead of trying to get to the bottom of it. And I recognize that it's a lack of willpower in the video, but again, the main thing was the fact that I didn't have a good consistent plan that I actually enjoyed to keep me going. If I had that from the start, willpower wouldn't be that big of an issue. i found the willpower phenomenon to be true in most circumstances. As the day goes on, you have less willpower until it gets to the end of the day, and you just want to do very little and relax. It's easier to say yes to things, it's easier to make plans, it's easier to make bad decisions. And I found that I overate a lot at night, uh, most of the time. And I started to work on changing that by waking up at 6am, but with that change came 50 other changes about how I would wake up early, but not eat until a certain time, and work out for this amount of time, and like, oh my gosh, I'm getting a headache just reciting it. Yes. Bottom line, yes. You have to crave discomfort. Discomfort is what turns us into better people and better versions of ourselves. But you also have to understand that there's healthy and unhealthy discomfort, like we talked about before. Make sure you're aware of where you lie on that spectrum as of right now, and try to make changes to align with your goals. Well, when I get back from vacation, because Lord
0: knows my family is not going to handle me waking up at 6 in the morning on our vacation, (laughs) but... As we get closer to and ending the vacation, I think on August 9th, and I know I say a different start date every time, but this is it. This is a recording to myself for our Valkyrie Four Months in the Line. And I know I'm going to listen back to these at some point. Even though I hate hearing my own voice. I'm going to look back. When I have. A beautiful. Blossoming relationship with food. And I am so comfortable in my body. And be like. Damn that's where it all started. That's when I started getting my shit together. And. Now look at where I am. Because. Enough is enough. I'm getting tired of just waiting around. I got life to live, and as far as I'm concerned, anxiety can't be a part of that.
1: It was a different start date every time. So what made me think that this time was going to be the one? Because I believed in myself? That wasn't it. Because I had a good routine? I thought I did, but that didn't happen. I thought something would magically change after my vacation, but again, it didn't. And this isn't me saying that you shouldn't start something because you're going to be successful. You start something to learn and grow from it, not to hit some imaginary perfect number that you think is going to solve all your problems. The same logic can be applied to everything you do. If you want to start a YouTube channel, you can't start it hoping for a million subscribers. You start it hoping to make great quality content and the other things just come with it. You have to start with the intention of loving the process and doing something that you're going to love because it makes it easier to stick to that. To the Valkyrie of the past, I do feel comfortable in my body. I am proud of myself, I love who I am, and while anxiety is still a major part of my life and sometimes I feel down, it's never stopped me from doing what I need to get done and I feel so much better with the system I've put in place for myself now. Seriously, the last year and a half has been just monumental change on top of monumental growth and I couldn't be more excited about it. Along with that, I feel like I have... Just this newfound sense of confidence that I've never had before, which is such a beautiful thing to experience this early in life. I lost it, but now I've found it again. That's it for this episode. I hope you all liked it. It's getting a little deep and dark, but I'm trying to make this as educational of a moment as possible, and I hope you all appreciate the sentiment, and I would love to know what you think. Thank you so much for watching. Remember, you are not special, but you can be revolutionary if you put your mind to it. See ya!